I did. I yeah. came back. That's right. I missed you. It's like a big yeah. pen. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why I came it's nice back. you came back. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, where's Amy? <laughs> yeah. Wildwood High? Okay, here I come. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're going to start recording. Hi, this is Robert, and I'm here with my mom, Bobby. Uh, hi, Mom. Hi, Robert. Hi. How are you How are you feeling? Good, good. Okay. Your hand's okay? My hand is, is healing. Mom's got trigger finger. It's a good thing we're talking about retirement, because we have to figure out how to deal with that hand. Trigger finger sounds like I was like, it's like a weapon or something. <laughs> You know, like kept pulling the trigger. We should insure that hand. Yeah, right. Well, welcome to the 12 Pound Podcast. As a quick reminder, our show discusses life's changes and how we hope to help you face them through shared stories and experiences. Uh, before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, ROC Investments, Rock Investments. Uh, but before we do, we need to read you a disclosure. So hang on. Don't change to a different podcast about animal attacks or true crime. Those stories never end well. Uh, securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS and Kestra AS are not affiliated with Rich Asset Management, LLC, or any other entities mentioned herein. To view form CRS, please visit www.kestrafinancial.com backslash disclosures. So thank you for sticking with us through the disclosure. Whew. And we want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Rock Investments. Uh, ROC, Return on Character Investments, believes the market consistently misprices the value of exceptional character over the long term by not measuring it at all. ROC designed its investment strategy to roughly mirror market exposure, notably size, sector, and value of the largest thousand U.S. companies, but only by investing in companies whose CEOs have shown evidence of exceptional character. So for the first time, investors can buy the market and allocate their assets to companies whose leaders who have shown evidence of behaving with integrity, responsibility, forgiveness, and compassion, or as ROC likes to call it, character. Please check out their services at www.rockinvestments.com and learn more about character-based investing. So we want to thank Eric and Amy, Eric Rich and Amy Mahon. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to adjust, which I can edit out, so we can say thanks for having us one more time. Thanks for having us. You sound great. Thanks for having us. Perfect. I love it. Thanks for having us. <laughs> She's already, I already have to get you in line. So we want to thank you both. Uh, we really appreciate it. Eric and Amy are with Rich Asset Management, a premier financial services firm dedicated to helping clients reach an enjoyable retirement. Retirement and getting older has been something that's been coming up quite a bit on our podcast. Because you've been bringing it up all I the time. I have because of age. your age. I know you're getting older as you're going into the shoot, as you like to say. <laughs> we no, thought, I'm in the shoot. Well, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about the elephant in the room. Which would be me. Which is you. We have to get someone on this podcast that's older than I am. Yeah. yeah. So any suggestions yeah. because but, this is this is just going far enough <laughs> yeah but it's not always about you believe uh, it or not it seems to be <laughs> it seems to be it seems to be one of the things that we found that's been difficult in these conversations when we're talking about retirement and aging is kind of the elephant in the room the real elephant which is money how do we afford to do this so we wanted to talk with you both because knowing your business and that you're speaking with folks that are looking at both retirement planning uh, as well as financial planning whether it's for college or just going through life uh, we thought it was a really important time to talk about it yeah. as much as what's going on in the markets as what's going on with my mother oh my <laughs> uh, I don't want to we'll, we'll get into that but before we do I would be remiss if um, we were taught that um, Amy and Robert were prom dates back in the day because they're not <laughs> spring chickens either um, back in the day and um, I have to confess something to to Amy that I just found out Robert called me and said they were coming over for pictures and I was like Robert I I don't have any film in the camera 
and he was like, it's okay, just pretend you're taking pictures. So just I was embarrassed. He was I was embar- the only parent. I was and like, I couldn't I get out to get film to- quickly enough to... So I was remiss not even having film. I don't know what that says about my maternal instincts. But anyway, um, so I didn't know that this was you. I mean, it's been so many years. And so you came over. I took pictures that really were never pictures. And then today, Robert said, that was Amy. I said, oh, no, you're kidding me. So I did hear that. I don't know which one of your friends ratted your poor mother out no yes no years ago and i thought is that a rumor or is it true so yeah i i probably still have doubles from the prom so if you wanted the pictures (laughs) i I could i could drop them off to you so between you know remember back in the day you got doubles of pictures i really why you did that you know because you had doubles of so many pictures that you'll never you'll never look at again you know i know so i miss those days when you got two prints somebody ratted me out yeah yeah i think it might have been Zorfus, not to throw him under the bus, right. but Mike Zorfus, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. no, it was you. Yeah. You're grounded. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to hang out with Robert anymore. You can't play together anymore. Yeah. This is why he's trying to put you out to pasture. Yeah, yeah. it's all amazing the, it's what you all find. back to the film. Yes, yeah, amazing right. what you find that out, is, isn't that's it? That's too funny. I yeah. know. Okay. I know. Well, no, I feel better having confessed. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having us, and I apologize on behalf of my mother for <laughs> taking those pictures without film. It was a wonderful date. I really enjoyed yeah, myself. Yeah, it so. was it was a fun time. Yeah, so yeah. you had a yeah. good time. Yeah, yeah, it was a fun prom. He yeah, said we had a good group of friends. That's so, good. I'm yeah, glad. it wasn't you know like all the hype that there is today with proms. So yeah. good. Yeah. Well, Eric's still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell your prom I'm stories? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't think you want to hear my prom. <laughs> I grew up in Sea Isle, so you don't. My prom stories probably aren't great. <laughs> Well, Eric, do you want to tell us a little bit about your business? We're in your beautiful offices in Marmora, New Jersey. It's a gorgeous September day, and we've you know we had a chance to take a look at the business, but it would be wonderful to hear it from you, having been a founder. Sure. So I started the firm uh, about 25 years ago. Uh, my specialty quickly became uh, retirement. The reason for that, so many people come in and say, I'm getting ready to retire, you know, just want to find out what I want to do, what, you know, what, what needs to be done and everything. And I found it really odd that so many of them didn't seem excited about it. They seem more nervous, upset, the, the deer in headlights look, which was really concerning because this is a great, you know, you're retiring. This is a big deal. Why aren't you more excited about it? And it turns out that almost universally, there was a lot more anxiety about it than there was excitement. Hmm. And probably, I don't know, 20 years ago, I shifted my entire firm to serve those people, to, to really help with that transition into retirement, to make it an enjoyable experience and not one where I was anxious, nervous, stressed out about uh, which so many people that came in seem to be. And we've just kind of evolved over the last, uh, you know, 20 years since then into, uh, you know, who we've become today. And you serve Cape May and Atlantic counties primarily? Primarily we do. We have we have clients from most states around the country at this point, but um, because we, you know, we do some, you know, national writing work and stuff like that. But uh, mostly Atlantic and Cape May County is our, is our focus. And that's what we actually use as a tagline is, is uh, nationally recognized, locally focused, because it is a locally focused practice that we've built. And, and I would say the vast majority of our clients are in this area. It's a unique area. What makes it different in terms of the types of retirees that are here? Well, for one, it's it, in and of itself, it is a retirement area. 
uh, a lot of people that are here aren't moving here because they have kids. They're moving here because they've raised their kids. Kids are now out of the house and they've retired themselves or they're getting ready to retire. They've always vacationed here and now they want to take the next step and make it their home. So we are a retirement destination, especially Cape May County, uh, even more so than Atlantic County, for, for a lot of people. So it's very unique in that that is really our biggest demographic down here mm-hmm. is retirees more than it is young families. So retirees have come to the beach, they come to see you, and the anxiety is just pouring out of them <laughs> because they're, they're worried about how they're going to afford it. So what are those conversations usually like? How do they start? Usually they're more excited about the dog. Um, but should we but, introduce the dog but once, formally? Once they've, uh, they, they've, they've met heard, Dan. They've heard Dan drinking water. Yeah. yeah. So once uh, <laughs> we knew we knew Dan would make noise of some kind because he doesn't make noise all day until you, you know, start a podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, basically they, they come to us um, for, for a variety of, uh, through a variety of mediums, uh, often referred CPAs, attorneys, you know, estate attorneys, when they're kind of going again through that transition in life, uh, a lot of those seem, uh, things seem to take place at the same time. So what we'll do then is sit down, uh, and really talk about ironically everything, but money, money is the kind of the last thing that matters, which is ironic coming from someone like me. But again, there's the money part is easy to fix. The hard part is the planning. And I always say the planning should drive the investments, not the other way around. So everyone's situation is unique. Uh, and, and because of that, there's no two strategies that I'll use e- even twice, let alone, you know, replicate a bunch of times, simply because what you want in retirement is different from what somebody else wants in retirement. So once we get our hands around what it is you want to do in retirement, if you even know, I mean, a lot of people come in, Amy, you can attest to this. They don't know what they want to do in retirement. And it's it's really challenging because they haven't thought about it. They've thought about not working. But what they haven't thought about is what do I do with the 40 hour plus weeks that I now don't go to? You know, Who do I want to be now that I'm grown up? That's really a big deal. So for a lot of time, they don't know, a lot of people don't know how they're going to spend their time in retirement. Yeah, I think a lot of people tie their identities to their work life, unfortunately. It's just kind of how things are. I think it's a little bit different for for younger generations. And and I think it's even probably difficult for the generation that Rob and I are in too, because you're, same thing, you were kind of taught to you know, do that. So I think it's hard for people because that's how they've identified themselves. Not, you know, who am I, but it's, you know, what do you do? So when you go to retire, that changes overnight and it it can be very difficult. And I think especially too, for people that live here, you know, it's a little bit different for people that move here to retire because they're moving here because it's a destination. But for people that live here, they're staying here and it's, it's, you know, a unique challenge as well too. Uh, the word retired is a misnomer that being retired mm-hmm. is actually a career in itself. Yeah. So and having to manage that career is almost like managing your second career again. Maybe if you can think about it in that regard, it, it might be a little less scary. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it's so many things, you know, have that fear behind them, that fear based, you know, that gets in the way. And it also sounds like a lot of listening that you hear what they're, I guess that's so important. I know when I, you know, when you coach, um, sometimes people say things and that's you sort of interpret something and that's not what 
they meant. So to really listen to someone, I think I heard you say that on one of your, I was listening to some of your, your uh, stuff and how important it is to listen to people. Yeah, I'll actually, I have someone sit in meetings with me uh, at every client meeting because I don't want to take notes because I really just want to under, I want to hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I'm writing yeah. and then you're, you're now on to the next thing and something gets lost in translation and that's really tough because I want to hear what it yeah. is you're trying mm-hmm. to tell me. And sometimes, you know, it's really interesting because some people get intimidated coming to a financial advisor or planner. They've never done it before. Um, so they assume right away, I'm not doing enough for retirement or whatever it might be. And there's a certain, you know, intimidation factor there. And we always laugh, like, who would be intimidated by us? We're the least intimidating <laughs> people on the planet. But people do feel that way. And um, sometimes we feel like they'll tell us what we want to hear, but their body language is totally different. And they'll say it, but I know you don't mean it when you say that. So that's why, you know, and, and we lost a lot of that with COVID, with the Zoom and things like that. You yeah. you miss a lot of that body language where, you know, or, or you'll have a husband and wife s- sitting in the meeting and he'll say something and her body language, you can see her bristle like she doesn't believe what he's saying or vice versa. And that's really a challenge because we have to work through those family dynamics mm-hmm. because, again, even... But if I don't have a plan of what to do 40 hours a week, and now we're suddenly together for 40 hours, that might not go as well as a lot of people think. Yeah, Yeah, there's actually statistics, um, which I think, you know, adds to that layer of fear. We were at a conference a couple years ago, um, I think it was the Financial Planning Association, and they had done all these different studies. And retirees have the highest rates of divorce, the highest rates of um, alcoholism. I mean, and like the list went on and on. And I remember sitting in this conference room and I was like, this is really depressing. Like, why would anyone want to retire? You know, and it's because you have to, you know, you have to be on the same page. You can't suddenly have your spouse at home who's gone to work every day. Now suddenly, you know, they're under your feet wondering what you're doing and and vice versa. So there's so many different. Big change. That's a big change. Yeah. That go along with that. Yeah. And just the social interaction. I mean, that was one of the biggest things that, um, uh, MIT's Age Lab had done a big study on, you know, what is the loss of, what goes along with the loss of identity, and the biggest one was socialization. Like, these are the people that you are around all day, every day, and when that stops tomorrow, and it's just you and your spouse, or if you don't, you know, if you're single, then it's just you, you don't have the same amount of social interaction on a daily basis that you had why you were still mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. It yeah. go, kind of goes back to, Amy, what you were saying, and so many people identify with their work. Not just their work, their workmates. Right. You know, I'm not seeing these people that made me laugh every day that we played liar's poker up in the front, that we did whatever happens, mm-hmm. you know, and now I'm just looking at you. And yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> and I'm looking at you, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, it's like when people and, had to suddenly work from home, you know, when everything was shut down. I think yeah. it either went one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I think they either decided, hey, I kind of like this person and this isn't bad at all. Or it was like, if this doesn't end soon, I'm going to shoot yeah. this right. person. We need a cure. I lasted three yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three days later, in, I was back in the office. In and the I office, think yeah. uh, everyone in the office was back in within a month. So Yeah. yeah. Big change. Uh, you know, it's just a big change. And there are some people, it's really funny, the thought of, like you were saying, the thought of retiring is really frightening it's like you know what mm-hmm. am i going to do you know what am i going to do with myself so yeah yeah because um, you so saw a plan is, is a great idea to talk about it i'm sure just to have somebody to talk about it to 
other than the fact that you're going to help them money-wise in a plan, just to kind of be able to vent that, to say it, you know, to be able to say it to somebody, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have never said it out loud. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. don't know what they were going to do. And especially getting them a few years before retirement is, is perfect in my world. So if 65 was your retirement age, you know, somewhere in that 55 to 65 time frame to really start to implement what you're going to do. You know, how are you going to spend your day? Spend a year thinking about what you're going to do. And everybody always says, oh, I have the, you know, to-do list around the house. Listen, that's going to be gone in three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're going to be bored out of your mind. Yeah. So now what? And and that really becomes a big issue for a lot of people. So like Amy said, you know, having that new identity really is a big deal. So so we try to really cultivate that over the couple of years leading up to retirement and even test the waters. Maybe we go part time, maybe we do consulting or do something where we don't just jump off the bridge into retirement. We kind of half step into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a podcast. Right. Yeah, there you go. Because I'm old, yeah. right, Rob? You're getting there. You're not old. <laughs> I'm getting, I yeah. feel like I'm getting old. You are it getting old. It takes me longer to get down yeah. the stairs. My mom told me last night at, at dinner, because my birthday was on Friday. I, and it she, was. Happy birthday. Thank you. Birthday. Thank you. And uh, she said, oh, you're almost halfway to 50. And I said, not quite yet. I'm 44. I still have another year before we, you know, we you say that. that. But box. thanks for letting thanks me know. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> so. It's amazing, though, isn't it? It's yeah, funny. It's I think weird. it's more interesting to me that you to are that age that I'm my you know that right. I'm my age because the, the thought of like even being anywhere around 50 for your children is impossible mm-hmm. it seems impossible oh yeah 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 I can't imagine what that's like you know from your perspective yeah so. it's just crazy yeah you know it's um but everybody looks I think looks so much younger today you know you look back at pictures and the retirement age people look you know mm-hmm. they're out jogging and running and doing and um, doing so many things, oh, yeah. you know, that kind of, uh, so you better have a plan because you're, we're living a lot longer mm-hmm. and, uh, we certainly are living a lot longer. So, um, yeah. And we have a lot of clients who are older. Um, and I mean, considerably older and you would have no idea. I mean, we have one, she's in her nineties. She was just in the other day. She plays cards every day. Still another client, they travel. I mean, she was annoyed that she was on a cruise and the, the people were too old. I mean, and they were probably hurried. Yeah. She said, oh, I would never go on that cruise line again. She's like, the people were just too old. And she was she was into her 80s at the time. Yeah. So So she's probably, you know, given like a 60 year old, you know, like the eye and, you know, they're younger than she is. You know, another client uh, who she was she's a gem. You know, she said one day you have to have a purpose. You know, she said, that's what gets me going every day is I have to have a purpose, whether it's going to work. She was still um, serving coffee at one of the local convenience stores yeah. um, in one of the shore towns. But, you know, if she wasn't doing that. She was seeing friends or, you know, visiting friends that were maybe not as able as she was. Um, and she's great because you would have no idea, you know, how old she is. She's a big fan of Lady Gaga. We learned after she performed <laughs> in so the Super Bowl. Current, oh, yeah, yeah. I was so impressed. She's like, oh, that Lady Gaga last night. I was like, I, I knew I liked you. You know, yeah, yeah. so. It is st- it is staying yeah. current and it, it keeps you, you know, it keeps you young. It's mm-hmm. funny. We were talking about that recently. As you get older and you're not doing things, you know, you don't have a plan or mm-hmm. something to get you out. And so you stay social. You don't have anything to talk about. I mean, there's no, you're talking about the past. And a lot of times when you're around older people, they're talking about 1950 and mm-hmm. what happened. Then. Well, that's kind of interesting if you're sort of reminiscing with an old friend. Right. But you're 
the younger people were going like who cares yeah you know i don't really care about yeah. this but i'm just being polite right yeah right so it's important to get out there make new memories you know do something yeah you yeah, know that yeah yeah be nostalgic all the time all the so, time yeah, right, yeah. Right. talking about like my mom sometimes will talk about like the P&O gang from back in the day on Pacific Avenue you know <laughs> just like, saying back in the day <laughs> right? just that expression <laughs> yeah. you know it dates, kind of, you. dates yeah. you yeah back yeah. in the day yeah <laughs> well we had a client uh unretire she she retired at, at a very late age I think she was about 86 when she retired mm -hmm. and then two years later called me up and said hey is there a way to get back in the 401k I said well no when, when you're retired she's like oh no I'm going back to work She's like, I got my job back. So at 88, she went back to work because she just didn't want to yeah. sit around all day and not do anything. And I think it's really interesting because retirement is, a, you know, back in the day when the concept of retirement it, it really came out when we were we were all factory workers. It's an industrial age kind of construct. right? Gold we, watch. We, yeah, we we retired 65. You know, we die three, four years later. Um, which was which was true. I mean, mm -hmm. when Social Security came out, it, the retirement age was sixty five, and life expectancy was sixty four point nine years. Why would you think Social Security is going to run out of money? Nobody lives long right, enough, right. you know. But now people live twenty, thirty, forty years in retirement. So there, there's more to do, and you you have to be active. You have to find something else. I think to to retire to that that second act, if you will. Because otherwise, uh, you know, it's it's tough to sit around for 30 years, I would think. I'd, I'd want to go back to work, too. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the nice things about this area, the volume of small businesses, is that a lot of retirees feel like that they can tap into what's going on in Cape May and Atlanta counties. We've got we have family that, you know, still work at the Wildwood Crest tourism office and yeah they work yes. at the shoe store in yeah. cape may and you mm -hmm. know they're in sold the shoe store work at the shoe store yeah i mean it's just not ready to not be out there right yeah and that's what's yeah. nice too about the seasonality of some businesses too so you know you're not committed to having to work year-round if you really don't want to but you can you know work in the summer or or whenever you want to and and still have you know something to do yeah so. and retiring at the jersey shore is kind of nice yeah. Well, and for, and for a lot of people who spend the winters in Florida, it's kind of ideal. Like I can work here in the busy season, which is summer. And when the weather gets bad and I don't want to be here, then I can go to Florida and nobody really cares because either the business is closed or they're not as busy anyway. Yeah. So it really is a nice, hey, I can work a few months out of the year. And then the rest of the time is, is like Amy said, mine to do what I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about when plans change? So you spend one or two years working with a client. You set their plan for them. It could be a 5, 10, 30-year plan. And then something changes it. COVID, interest rates going from negligible to something. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, college prices going from expensive to, you know, cost prohibitive. So as you go through those changes with clients and those plans have to change, how, do you approach that differently from the first conversation? The benefit, I guess, is we have a lot more information about the person and we know what what the plan was and how they were doing in it because we have to monitor them all the time. I always say we did we don't get paid to to do the plan. We get paid to change the plan. That's just life is going to change. Um, we don't know how. We just know it will. So we have to keep to be really we, we have to be really nimble in our ability to make changes, whether it's with the investments or whatever else, so that when something does come along, we can shift gears pretty quick because it will happen. We, we know that. And, and I always say to people, when I build the plan itself, I said, listen, this 
here's your life financially for the next 25 years. And it's wrong the day you walk out the door. Hmm. And I said, to prove that, I said, just go back and, and tell me that everything you thought was going to happen for the last 25 years happened exactly the way you thought it was going to. And everybody usually laughs, and I'm like, exactly. So why would we think the next 25 years is going to go the same any differently? So we know things are going to change, and we have to update that plan. So we try to build in some variable knowing the plan will change. We just don't know how it's going to change. How do plans typically change? Is it health? Is it interest rates? What do you find is typically the driver, not that people can plan for them, but it's always good to try to mitigate risk. I'm, I know that's what you do for a living as best as possible. Sure. I mean, we kind of build those things into the plan itself. You know, if interest rate assumptions change or, you know, the investment environment changes, most of the time, I think, Amy, you'd agree, mm -hmm. when the plan changes, it's more life dynamics. It's you know, I was going to retire to Florida and spend the rest of my life there, but I just had two grandkids. So I'm and, staying here. And mm -hmm. I, yeah. I'm not going to be in Florida all year. I want to be mm -hmm. near my grandkids. Um, or the things I was planning on doing, you know, I don't need this much money anymore. We're, we're at an age, maybe our health did decline, to your point, Rob, that now I'd rather fund 529 college savings accounts for my grandkids than I would travel the world because, quite honestly, I can't do physically the things I used to be able to do. So I'd rather redirect my money somewhere else. So the, it's more those life event changes, I think, that retirees tend to cause changes mm -hmm. in the plan. Yeah, I think sometimes, yeah, and it's those unexpected expenses, whether it's health related or you're, you know, you're helping your children or you're helping your grandchildren or, you know, maybe you just decided, you know what, we, we want to travel more or maybe we do want to buy that house in Florida and, you know, can we make this work? Can we not make it work? Like, you know, what does it look like? So, and it really is unique to, to every client because every client's different. Some clients, when we're looking at their plans and you're talking about the legacy they want to leave, some clients might want to leave something to a charity. Some clients, want to make sure that their children receive an adequate amount. And then you have some clients who are like, we don't care if any money is left over. So our kids are, they're on their own. They either help them before or they don't, you so know, like bounce, feel like bouncing the last check. Yeah. Exactly. Check that the funeral home should bounce. So, yeah. it's you know? <laughs> so it's really interesting to, to hear all those different perspectives because you can't just assume that everybody wants to do X, Y, and Z, you know, and then again, what's, you know, what's going to change along the way. COVID was a perfect example. Sure, there was people who retired right before that and then everything happened and so many things were probably put in, on hold for them too. Mm -hmm. So We even saw a lot of during COVID, it, it's a really good point, is people almost had a taste of retirement. Like they were working from home mm -hmm. and they had a lot more free time. And disproportionately, uh, the numbers suggested yeah. people said, we don't like this. I I thought I wanted to retire. I've spent all this time at home. I, this isn't for me. So now we have to, there's a plan change. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm not going to actually retire, but I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to, I have enough money. I don't need to be in this grind anymore, but I'm not, I can't be home either. What's my next plan? So that is a big, was a really mm -hmm. big, I think, I mean, you'd agree, yeah. change for, we saw and during COVID. Even the opposite. I mean, unfortunately, you know, in some industries, because of the unique challenges, you had people that 
said, I want to retire sooner. Maybe my plan was a was a five-year plan. I, it's now a two-year plan. Or it's by the end of the year. We saw a lot of that too. So it was really mm-hmm. interesting just to see what how it affected people or close to that retirement age or, or just what changed. So, yeah. And I think that's one assumption you have to make is that the plan will change. We know it will change. We don't know how it'll change, but we absolutely know it will change at some point in your life. And maybe it's your health declining and maybe it's interest rates or inflation have gone through the roof. And, um, or the value or, of your home. Your real estate prices mm-hmm. you know, have skyrocketed. And, and, and I had two houses and quite honestly, I was thinking of getting rid of one anyway. And at these prices, you know, we obviously we're expecting a, a drop in the not too you know, distant future, when that happens, it could take 10 years to get back to the number we were at. We saw that in 2006, Mm -hmm. 2007. So if that's the case, then maybe I'm going to cash out now and I'll do something different. So there's always a change that comes along. And that's part of what's great about what we do is it's always different. And it's different for every single person. There's we've never once seen Mm -hmm. two people even remotely have a retirement that was similar. Yeah, because a lot of people are really frightened by change, even just basic changes. A lot. Of I mean, people. it's really you know. I mean, and I know I have some things I'm sure that I, you know, I can't think right now. But you know, in other <laughs> jobs that I've worked in, and other people I've worked with, the slightest little change, I a mean, a lot of people would throw them it. off. Couldn't change, you know, like the phone company. You couldn't change from like paper billing to electronic billing. Like so many little tiny things that would just throw somebody so off. The routine so is completely a big change. Yeah. Is I always yeah. think of my. I, I always loved that. I remember when my niece was going upstairs and she said, she was younger, and she said to my brother, I'm, I have to go upstairs and change. And he said, don't change too much. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's cute though. But hey, and with yeah, kids, but, you never know. I mean, they do. Yeah. They change overnight. Yeah. So I'm sure you're seeing you, that. You'll probably use I it. I am. Your daughters. I your kids over there. You might just use that. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. This was really wonderful. I appreciate you making the time. We appreciate you making the time. It was very informative. It's uh, covered a lot of what we've been talking about here on the podcast. We've had a lot of questions coming in about these types of changes, and you've helped us with a lot of of those discussions. So thank you again. Great. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was wonderful. Don't forget to check us out on our website at www.12poundpodcast.com. You can find this episode and all of our prior episodes, and we look forward to continuing these discussions with interesting folks like Eric and Amy. So thank you so much. 